This is the John Oakley Show podcast. With our panel, Ernie Eves, John Turley, Ewart, and Peter Tabbins. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. Ernie, when you were the premier, or even in the Harris government, uh, did you guys ever encounter any difficulties with the teachers' unions? Oh, never. <laughs> okay. Next topic. I, I, I've never known of a government that encounters <laughs> difficulties with the teachers' unions. Well, listen. Or better put, I've never known a government that hasn't encountered difficulties with teachers' unions. I seem to... Look, at the teachers' unions are there to protect their members, uh, blah, 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 blah. And you're always going to have differences of opinion. And quite often, it's not a matter of, we don't want to do this. It's a matter of, how much can we afford? Um yeah, we spend an awful lot of money in this province and in this country on public education, and we spend an awful lot of money in health care, and, and we should. They're probably the two most important issues that the average person deals with in their lifetime. That doesn't mean you can have, I go back to, remember Dalton McGinty, who was going to have all-day ju- junior kindergarten, and when his own person recommended to him that he delay it because it was going to cost him an extra three to four to five billion dollars a year. He didn't do it. Nobody's arguing that you shouldn't have all day junior kindergarten. Can you afford it? Uh, that's the basic question. So I think a lot of these disputes, there's a lot of hyperbole on both sides, quite frankly. It becomes rather political in terms of, of going through the, uh, you know, the, explanation to the public as to what you're doing and what you're not doing. I think everybody is in this to help better educate young people. There's nothing more important in our society. Having had a son who was learning disabled, I certainly understand what special education did for him, and it made a huge difference in his life. And I think that the, you know students should be entitled to that. Um, we t- we've talked on this program before about uh, autistic children. There will never be enough money to solve every autistic child's needs in the province of Ontario. It would be literally billions upon billions of dollars a year. We started it in about 1996, as I recall. Before that, no money was spent on autistic children. And it rapidly went from about $25 million a year to about $365 million a year. And now I think it's up to even more than that, substantially more than that, 650 I think it is now. But there will never be enough money to satisfy everybody. So it's, yes, you want to make these steps, but you have to make them in an integral way that you can afford at the time. You can't afford to be all things to all people all the time. Let me just point out parenthetically, because in memory of your late son, Justin Eves, you've got a golf tournament on Monday. And uh, what I think, you know, when it comes to the educational component, the number of kids that get scholarships or bursaries to go on to post-secondary education is very impressive. Uh, give us an overview very quickly what the uh, whole impetus of this thing is and how many kids. Well, we started this because uh, Justin had parents who could afford, quite frankly, to send him to a university in the States, south of Boston, and he did very well, and he had special treatment at that school, as and it was a private school uh, that was not cheap, but um, they had been doing this for 60 years, and I found it rather extraordinary that when we looked around for a university for Justin to go to in Canada, there wasn't one single university, not just in Ontario, in the entire country of Canada, that helped kids with learning disabilities get a post-secondary education. They all claim they did, not all, a lot of them claim they did, but all they really meant by that was 
Instead of having two hours to write your exam, you get four hours to write your exam. Well, that's really helpful. Thank you very much. I mean, how does that solve the problem? I, when I was finance minister, had the opportunity to appoint Dr. Betty Stevenson, who unfortunately passed away recently, to head up the largest task force in the history of the world still to this day uh, to help learning disabled young people get a post-secondary education. And the Just Nice Foundation, we help around 35 young people a year. We've helped over 700 young people so far who come from disadvantaged families, so they really can't afford to do what we could afford to do for Justin, uh, get, get a post-secondary education. And now every institution in Ontario has some method of helping those kids. So I, you know, I'm very proud of the fact that uh, in Justin's memory, we, are, we have helped so many kids and it really makes a difference in their lives. Well stated. Uh, I wanted to ask, uh, based on what Ernie was talking about earlier, though, on the education matter, when it comes to the unions, uh, John, let me throw it over to you. Uh, and by the way, that's on Monday, Ernie. Uh, that golf tournament's always well attended and well uh, anticipated. But the teachers' unions, are they a positive or a negative when it comes to the quality of education in Ontario? Because uh, the premise or pretext is they are defending uh, the quality of education for the kids. John, how do you see it? Total spin. Uh, and and I think everyone has to understand what the primary goal of every union is, and that is to protect its members' rights uh, and also to get as much money as he possibly can out of their employer. That's really what it's all about. It's not about anything other than that. And so I know they like to paint the picture that they're there to ensure that you know education is, is the number one priority, and really that's what they're all about. But look, look at our math scores over the past three or four or five years. Are they saying, hey, you know what? We don't wait. Actually, why don't you not put more money in our pockets and put more money into, into teaching math or STEM? They're not saying that. What they're saying is, you know, we want to have more money in the schools for us to make our lives easier as teachers. And I totally respect that because that's the union's job to protect its members. This whole. But you're saying they're being disingenuous. Of course, this is total political spin. It's total political spin. And, you know, you know quite frankly, after a while, uh, you know, as a, a taxpayer, you get tired of this. And I think most people, uh, frankly, are not fooled by it. At the same time, you know, they don't want their kids held hostage during the strike. Uh, and they just want governments, for the most part, to please do something about it, solve it, get rid of it. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.